And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. The topic this morning, uh, the title, God gave it to me, so I'm going to give it to you. It's returning to passionate love for Jesus Christ. Yeah, returning to passionate love for Jesus Christ. And it's unfortunate that theologians and Bible scholars and commentators are writing about the state of the church currently. And most of them agree that the state of the church is one of lovelessness and lukewarmness. And while they seem to be correct, brothers and sisters, I'm here to tell you this morning that if that's where you are, there is a prescription by the King of Kings given to us in the Bible as to how to move from lovelessness, hmm, lukewarmness, to being passionate in love with Jesus Christ. Amen. You remember B.B. King had a song, I think, in 1969. The thrill is gone. Let me move on here. Hopefully at the end, <laughs> at the end of our, se- at the end of our, <laughs> Lord, we give you praise. At the end of our sermon series, the thrill for Jesus will be back. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. You've heard the term, you've heard the expression that you need to get, if you catch on fire, the world will come see you burn. And that's where I want us to get for Jesus Christ. You'll realize that the time for Jesus' return is approaching. Brothers and sisters, there is a coldness that sits on the earth. On, when I say the earth, I'm, the earth, I'm talking about on people. You can feel it. And if you are not careful, you'll sink to the bottom and settle. And so today I'm here to stir up. Your pure faith, your mind, just like what Paul told Timothy. He said, stir up the gift. You have to stir it up. I cannot do it for you, Paul told him. God cannot do it for you. You have to be equal invested in your promotion in God. Let me start again. You and I, we must be equally invested in our promotion in God. And not leave it up to somebody else. Praise the Lord. So we've been talking about <laughs> being in love with Jesus. We said the Lord is returning shortly. But he's returning not for anybody. He's returning for a church. And for a people who's passionately in love with him. Uh, let me give you our text and then I'll introduce the, the, the sermon and then we'll cover some new material. Is that alright? I think I said that too fast. I'll introduce the sermon and we will cover some new material. Our text is taken from Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. Revelation 2 verse 4. This is Jesus speaking to us to us by way of john the apostle amen whenever you read the bible don't stay out of it jump right in let me say that again whenever you read the bible don't stay out of it and talk about the sins back then no that's us you jump right in so it can come alive to you so this is what the holy spirit communicated to john concerning 
the church of Ephesus. Mm -hmm. The church of Ephesus. And I have just one verse, verse 4. One verse. We'll deal with the others after. Verse 4, Revelation chapter 2 reads, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you, because you have left your first love. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. I'm going to talk about that in a while. Jesus said, you're doing okay in every area, but this one area I'm very concerned about. And that is, you've lost your passion for me. Mm -hmm. You've lost your passion for me. That is why you are no longer motivated. Mm, that is why you are dragging your feet. Mm? And brothers and sisters, if we allow the cancer of lovelessness to fester in the church, it's going to devolve into lukewarmness. Yeah, lukewarmness. That's what you see the first church in the book of Revelation is the church of Ephesus. God, Jesus said, you've lost your first love. The last church he addressed was the church in Laodicea. And Jesus said, you've, you are now lukewarm. So he moved from lovelessness and they ended up being lukewarm. And Jesus said this about being lukewarm. He said, you make me sick. I just interpret. He said, I'll spew you out. I'll spew you out means you make me sick because you devolved from lovelessness to lukewarmness. And I'm afraid that's where the church is heading today. Are you with me, brothers and sisters? And I'm asking you, guard your heart against lukewarmness. Guard your heart against lovelessness. God gave us the prescription to move from lovelessness to being on fire. How many of you are interested? Yes, to move on fire. I'm hoping, you know, when I was in my teen, 14, 15, I used to say, how comes everything for these preachers is a series? Now, I'm preaching, I'm saying, everything's supposed to be a series. <laughs> there is so much information, amen, to share with the saints so we can all grow in the Lord to be like Christ, Amen. So, last week, as I said, I said the Lord is returning for his bride. Amen? He's returning for his bride. Our text came from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16. If you want to turn there, let's do that quickly. He's coming for his bride. He's coming for his bride. He's on the way. And, I, and, and, and last week, Sunday, I said... You know, his delay, possibly, and I meant it to be a joke. There was no laughing, but I'm going to say it again. I believe he's on his way, but he took a rest up on Pluto. And shortly he'll start again, amen? I believe he's on his way. Amen? Glory be to God. First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 reads, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. Who's going to descend from heaven? The Lord himself is descending from heaven with a shout. And we are talking about the rapture. The rapture, we said, is not going to be quiet. Amen. There's going to be a shout. Amen. We will hear the shout. The unsaved might not hear the shout. Because Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. Are you with me? You remember the very first time God affirmed Jesus. God spoke from the sky and he said, This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Thunder rolled. And the people said, It's thunder. They didn't understand. But God was speaking out loud. This is my beloved. And the people thought it was thunder. 
<laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. The Lord is returning for his bride. That's what we said. And 2 Timothy 4, it tells us he's returning for those who love his appearing. How many of you love that he's coming back? Amen. He's coming to rescue us, as I said two Sundays ago. He's coming to rescue us from the buffoonery of the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. As soon as we leave earth, as soon as we lift off, Antichrist is going to come on the scene. Mm? And then start his seven and a half year, his seven year period. But I thank God we'll be gone up to heaven, raptured to get married. It's called the marriage supper of the Lamb. Amen to the Lord. Where Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus said to John in John 14, he said, in my father's house. He said, don't you worry. Amen. He said, if you believe in God, believe in me. In my father's house. Yes. And the reason why, again, he's taking long is because he's ensuring that when we come up there, it's going to be real good. Amen. Not, he's, not, he's not going to put us in a hut. Amen. It takes some time to, to construct streets of gold. It takes time to construct a city who's 50, a city 15,000 miles long, 15,000 miles wide, 15,000 miles high. It takes a little time. Whose gates? One, one gate is a pearl. It takes some time to do that, brothers and sisters. Amen? Oh, glory be to Jesus. So, the Bible says he's returning, and Paul reminded us that he's returning for those who love his appearing. He didn't say he's returning for every child of God. He said he's returning for those who love his appearing. So, you and I have to ensure that we love the Lord's appearing. Amen? Praise the Lord. You want, you, you want people to who love you to expect your coming, not just anybody. Praise the Lord. So he's returning for those who have a relationship with him. And not just people who attend church. I'm just reviewing from last week. By the way, if you, if you didn't get last week's sermon, please try to get it. I would advise that you get it. Amen. You do not know many things I said last week I hadn't written. <laughs> Praise the Lord. These sermons I usually go back and I listen to them myself. So if you don't have a copy of last week's sermon, please get a hold of it. Praise the Lord. Amen. And so we said, since he's returning for his bride, a church, a people who have a relationship with him, a people who are passionately in love with him, then we went to Songs of Solomon to see what passionate love looks like. You remembered Songs of Solomon, the Shulamite woman, the Shulamite woman, she was pursuing her lover. And she showed us how to pursue Jesus. She dreamt of him. She dreamt of him. And she, the dream was so real. Let me just show you quickly. Can you go to Can you go to Songs of Solomon chapter 3? Let's just look verse 1 to 4. I sent an exhibit. You don't have to turn. I sent an exhibit. Can you put up the first exhibit, please? There is a phrase in that I don't want you to forget. I pray that phrase every day. I say that to Jesus every day. Here it is. Songs of Solomon chapter 3 verse 1 to 4. This is the King James Version. I want you to notice there is a phrase that keeps occurring over and over. And that's the phrase. Everybody sees the phrase? Whom my soul loveth. She said, by night on my bed I sought him. Whom my soul loveth. I sought him, she said, but I found him not. She said, because I did not, I will arise now and go about the city in the streets and in the broadways. I will seek him. Whom what? 
How many of you know that you got to seek the person that you love? <laughs> you got to seek the person that you love. You cannot just say, well, I have arrived. That's, that's how a lot of relationships turn sour. And then you have people like B.B. King singing, the thrill is gone. Are, are you with me, saints? You, <laughs> you got to seek love. The one whom your soul loves. Amen? And so I want you to take note of that because this is so important, brothers and sisters. And I said last week, and this is why I wanted to review this quickly. I said, someone asked me, can you explain further what is meant by whom my soul loveth? Because notice the Bible didn't say, she didn't say whom my heart loves. Jesus commanded us to love him with our, love the Lord with all your heart, love the Lord with all your Mind, love the Lord with all your soul, love the Lord with all your strength. I think, I think, yeah, I think it's somewhere here. I got it somewhere. Pray the Lord, help me. It's in Matthew, right? If you can remember, uh, Jesus, we give you praise. I know since it's in Matthew somewhere where Jesus gave a command, it wasn't, it wasn't a suggestion. He said, You shall love the Lord. Somebody ask him, Yeah, let's go to Matthew 22. Yeah, 30, 36 to 38. Matthew chapter 22. This is what Jesus said. The person asked, Master, which is the great commandment in the law? Wanting to be smart. Amen? I think a teacher of the law asked him. And this is his response. His response. Verse 37. Jesus said unto him, You shall love. And this is in the, this is in the Greek imperative. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart. And he's going down with all your heart and he's going to elaborate. The Bible is a good commentary of itself. With all your heart, with all your... He's getting down. He's getting down to the detail. And with all your mind. That's what he said. Is there another one? No, no. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. Because the heart... And that's what the person asked me to elaborate on. The heart has in it the soul... And your spirit. Can you turn over the next exhibit? I have another exhibit. Glory be to Jesus. The heart comprises of your born again spirit and your soul. Your soul comprises your mind, your will, and your emotion. So when God tells you to love him with all your heart, he's saying that he did love me. The born again spirit already loved me because it's like Jesus Christ. Are you with me? Second Corinthians 5.17. Any man in Christ is a new creature. The new here is a kainos in the Greek. And it's, it, it's referring to a species that has never existed before. And it's referring to your spirit which is like Jesus Christ. Are you with me? And that is for God. Because it's like God. Amen. This particular spirit, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 13, God sealed it. Are you with me? God sealed the new you, the new Holy Spirit, the new Spirit, which is like Jesus Christ. God sealed it. Why? Because so sin cannot enter and defile it. So that is for God. So when God said, love me with all your heart, he's saying here, your born again spirit is for me. But there's something else that you need to work, work on. Your soul needs to love me. Your mind, all your thoughts needs to be for me. That's why she said... 
as we just looked, the song, the songs of Solomon, the Shulamite said, I sought him. Don't, don't turn there. Let's leave. She said, I sought him on my bed. I thought about him so much. I dreamt about him. Yeah, she was making her soul love the Lord. She was all her mind. She was mindful. All her mind was full of God. And it's a picture of how the church, we supposed to pursue Jesus. All your soul, all your mind, all your will. And all your what? Emotion, all your strength. You're supposed to love God to the point where you, got, where you have, where your emotions get involved. You know how it is when you first fell in love? The person's name alone caused tears to roll down your eyes. You know what I'm talking about? Okay, all right then. Okay, I'll catch up with you later then. Glory be to Jesus. <laughs> oh, bless God. Are you getting me, saints? So, so your soul, you see, brother, this is, your mind can be unrenewed. And not in love with God. That's why, that's why we are told in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies. Verse 2 says, verse 2 says, and be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by how? The renewing of your mind. You need to renew your mind to love Jesus. So that can be unrenewed. If your mind is unrenewed, you haven't loved the Lord with all your heart. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? All your heart and all your soul and all your will. You see, emotions will flow if the mind is changed. Yeah, the emotions are just the way we keep in touch. We, you know, we keep in touch with the world. Emotions are like a tail on a dog. You, are you get what I'm saying? Emotions are like a tail on the dog. The body of the dog is the mind. The mind leads the emotions. So if your mind is renewed, it will provide, it will produce the right emotions for God. So that's what God means. God said, all your heart. I need everything. I need your mind. I need your will. And then your emotions will follow after. And brothers and sisters, you hear me, until you reach that point, you are not passionately in love with Jesus. And that was the problem in the church of Ephesus. And Jesus said, you are doing well. You're witnessing. You found those who call themselves apostles and they are not. Jesus said, he told the church, you labored. He said to them, you have, you have stick-to-itiveness. He said, you know how to forbear. You can, you, you can take pain. You can be under pressure for a long time and not just burst. You know, some of us, we cannot do that. A little pressure, a little squeeze, and then everything comes out. Jesus said, no, you got that under control. But this one thing I lack, this one thing you lack, you lack. You don't love me. With all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And since this morning, I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, if that is our case this morning, there is good news. Jesus has given us, amen, a cure. Praise the Lord. To get back. Notice what he said. Revelation 2, 4. He said, can you go back to Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. He said, I, I want to break this down for you because I needed to understand that. He said, the Holy Spirit said, he inspired John to say, you have left your first love. He didn't say, you've left your love. <laughs> oh, 
He didn't say you didn't love me. He said you don't love me like the way you used to. And I have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. How many of you agree that we can be sloppy in our love? And he's saying you've gotten sloppy in your love. Oh, bless the Lord. Glory be to Jesus. Are you getting me, saints? The word first here, first, the word first here means chiefest, foremost. It means in front of. Figuratively, it means to be fervent. Mm? He said that fervency you had for me, that passion you had for me, mm, is no longer there. You don't love me like the way you used to. There is no excitement in your love for me. Mm? You turned your back on your first love. I am no longer first and I have a problem with that. I, I'm maybe, maybe down the line I'm three or four or five. But I need to be first. <laughs> because if I'm first, you and your entire family, you're all going to be alright. Mm? Ah, glory be to Jesus. If God is first in your life, it is not for God, it is for you. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Are you getting what I'm saying? That's why he's asking us to be first. Glory be to God. Because he has our family, our best interests at heart. This is, let me show you this. It just came to my mind. I think I'll teach on it next week. In Psalms 91. Can you go to verse 14, I think? Let me show you this right here. Psalms 91, verse 14. Just came to my heart. Lord, have mercy. Jesus said, if because he hath set his love upon me. <laughs> Just popped in my heart. Amen. It's not in here. Jesus said, Minister Bobby, do you know what is to set your love on somebody? Or to set your mind, do you know what the word set means? It means to make it a life pursuit. A life purpose. This is what I was born to do. And Jesus said, because you have set your love upon me. This is what I'm going to do for you. You hear me? God showed, I, I, I'm, what I'm teaching, God showed that to me in 2000. I was struggling. You hear me? And I was reading like I usually do. How many of you know it's good to read the Bible? Oh, yes, 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 yes. And while I was, he said, you just set your love upon me. Make it your life purpose to pursue me. He said, when you do, I will deliver you. I'm not sending an angel. No, no. I <laughs> will deliver you. I will set you on high. What else? Because you have known my name. It's, it, 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 it gets gooder. Verse 15. It gets gooder. Verse 15. He said... Because you love me, you shall call upon me, and I will what? Answer you. He said, I will be with you in trouble. Uh, that's the part I like. He said, I will deliver you, and I will honor. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I will honor you. The last verse. He said, with long life will I satisfy you and show you my salvation. <laughs> that's why I say it is for you not for God oh I tell you <laughs> yeah, glory be to Jesus oh yes I said God you said you would honor me you said you would deliver me you said with long life you said you will show me your salvation I need some salvation now oh hallelujah 
That's why God said to them, you don't love me like the way you used to. You need to love me first, passionately, because it's for you and your family. You and your family, one day you'll need deliverance. One day you'll need salvation. One day you'll need honoring. And that only comes because you love me passionately. <laughs> Ooh, glory be to Jesus. Uh-huh. Well, let me move on. Let me move on. I think I'll talk a little bit about it next week. Amen. Ooh. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, what I'm saying here this morning, saints, is if you are here and the thrill is gone, the thrill for Jesus Christ, the fire is gone. Glory be to Jesus. The embers are dying out. Is it embers are dying out of the fire for Jesus? I think I, I looked at the lyrics of the song last night and I listened to it. Praise the Lord. I listened to Bibi King. I said, go, you be. I said, go, Bibi. The thrill is gone. And he said, the thrill is gone away. The thrill is gone, baby. He said, the thrill is gone. You know you did me wrong. And this is the part I like. And you shall be sorry someday. Oh yeah, Jesus is telling us, look, you, you better get that fire back where it was. Because one day you'll need me. You will be sorry you didn't get your thrill back for me. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. I cannot say a baby was in the spirit, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, he made a contribution somewhere, somehow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Brothers and sisters, I'm here to beg you to work on your love work. When I started doing that, my life changed. Yeah. Yeah, when I began focusing, and I'm going to show you how I focused on my love work. Your love work doesn't overtake you like a fog. It, don't, it doesn't just rest upon you. Oh, I got it. No, no. 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 Do you know what I like about Christianity? You, you got to participate. Yeah, you got to part Yeah, you got to participate. God is not an enabler. I love God for that. Oh, yes. Because you see, brothers and sisters, the reason why God doesn't enable us is that you will become who you are in the process. That's what I like about God. You, while you're going through the process, the porter, glory be to Jesus. Are you getting me? That's what I like about God. He's not in the enabling business. You, you have to put some sweat in it. Yes, oh, glory be to God. Ooh. Are you got what I'm saying, saints? Oh, God, I praise you. So, so you hear me, brothers and sisters. I'm begging you, please, to start working on your love work. Amen. Get your thrill back for the Lord Jesus. Somebody said, Pastor, you know, I, I'm not in love with Jesus as I should. But I want to be. I want to return. I want to return to my first love. Well, there is help. I'm going to talk about it now. Amen. The prescription is given to us in Revelation chapter 5. Can you go to Revelation? Sorry. 2 5. The next verse. I'm sorry about that. The next verse. He said, This is how 
you renew your first love. Mm -hmm. It's a three-pronged approach. Today we'll do just half of one. The first thing you need to do is is what? Yeah, remember. That's the first thing you got to do. Remember, therefore, or you could take out the therefore, put it in front. Whenever I read the Bible, I take out the therefore. King James is just unique. I take the therefore out and I put it in front. That's where it's supposed to be. But you know, the Elizabethan language. So therefore, remember from whence thou art fallen. First step, you got to remember. And we'll talk about remembering in a while. You got to remember since we forget so quickly. We forget so quickly. You have to remember. Make yourself remember. And the next thing you have to do, and we'll talk, I'm going to talk about remembering in a while because there's a lot to talk about remembering. Mm -hmm. There's a lot to talk about remembering. Are you with me? <laughs> you got to remember. And after you remember from where you fall, where you fell off, where you stopped, the, where you let people stop distracting you in your love walk. I, you got to remember where you stopped. Oh, it was there I stopped. It was there they hurt, they hurt me in the church. I'm going to talk about remembering. I'm just, it was, that's why I stopped. That's why I walk around they say, and I said, well, these people, they are not loved. They're not of God. And I just gave up. You, you got to remember where you broke down in your pursuit. Yeah. And when you remember, the next thing you got to do is repent. Number two is right here. What do you do? Repent. You got to say, Lord, I'm sorry. These are humans. Humans have problems. They're plagued with issues. And I take my eyes off you. And look, I put my eyes on them. Mm? Lord, it's me. I, I, you know, I got a problem. It's me. It's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother, not my sister. It's me. It's me. <laughs> it's me, oh Lord. I got the problem. I got the problem. It's me, oh God. I got to leave people alone. It's me, God. The day God told me to leave people alone, it was a revelation. And <laughs> that was a beautiful thing. Just leave folk alone. Just move on. <laughs> Pray for them and just move on. If I want to bless you, the Bible says the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord. If I want to bless you, I'll, I can't touch any heart. I kept the king up all night to bless Mordecai. The king, <laughs> a heathen, stayed up all night because God wanted to bless a man. Stayed up, lose sleep. Because God was after blessing Mordecai. What can God do? It's, it's not people, it's God. Proverbs 21 1. The king's heart is in the hands of the Lord, like the rivers of waters. And he can turn somebody's heart in whatsoever direction he chose to. He's God. If you see him like that, if you think your deliverance comes from people, you got a problem. All right, all right then. Okay. So the great physician said, the first thing you need to do is what? Remember from where you fell. Remember, remember, remember. Mm, a couple of things I want to talk to you about, tell you about remember. This is what remember means. Remember means to exercise your memory. Mm, this generation we're in today, they suffer from a chronic of memory. 
It's called amnesia. Just, just conveniently forgetting one thing after the other. And they call it amnesia. No, no. You, you, you cannot have amnesia in Christianity. Let me, let me, your fire depends on remembering. Your fire for God depends on remembering. You got to exercise your memory. That's what remember means. You got to recollect. Amen. You got to be mindful. You got to go all the way back and start to think. Literally, it means keep on remembering. That's what it means. Rem keep on remembering from where you fell. That's what it means. How do you keep on remembering? How do you do that? How do you keep on remembering? How would you do that? One of the ways you do is you stay in God's word. That's very correct. You, you do what? You do what Paul told Timothy. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 13. Until I come, give attendance to reading. The next thing you do is what? You begin to keep a log of what the Lord has done for you. That's what. That's how you force yourself to remember. Because we forget quickly. What you do, you make a log. That's what you do. You take a log. I was in my cell. I was, I was preparing this last night. And, and the Lord said to me, go look at your log. Your log. That's what I use when I praise. When I pray. And I praise God. And I remembered. And I, I, can I read something for you from my log? That, that keeps my fire. <laughs> keeps my fire burning. Can I read something for you that keeps me, as the world would say, crunk for Jesus? That's what they say, right? You crunk. I, I, I like that. <laughs> Did I use it the right way? Yeah, just crunk for Jesus. <laughs> Can I read you a few things? Let me show. Let me read right here. Glory be to Jesus. July, this is July 20th, 2019. I have here, God protected me from an accident. I had gone to church about 11.30 p.m. That was a Saturday night. To turn on the air condition on my way home. I was speeding on my way home. There were no cops on the road. And at the intersection of Appalachia Parkway and Capitol Circle, I did not see a black car. And I was heading right into that black car. I went for the brake and holler, Jesus! You know when you brake the vehicle drags? There was no drag. Immediately the vehicle stopped. I took out my cell phone on the side. I said, God, I thank you. I give you praise. I need to lock this in. So when I'm praying, I can read. I can read. Yes, yes. Let me give you, let me give you one more. Amen. On July 31st, we were in Orlando. We went, that's, and I, that's July, that's the, July 31st, 2019. I'm looking at 2019. I haven't even gone on 2020. I'm not going through all of it. Amen. I'm just showing you how you stay crunk. We prayed that it rained not because we went away to Orlando on a short vacation. So we were going down. The weather, they said it would be raining, 100% rain during our vacation. We made a mistake. We did not look at the weather. And we were heading down I-75 south. And it was cloudy. And we stretched our hands. It did not rain not one day. We drove to Orlando. We went to Universal. 
it did not rain until we got ready to leave on our way we took i-75 north on the shower <laughs> Woo! glory be to jesus hey glory be to jesus are you getting what i'm saying saying no you you need to get this one you need to, this is the one you need to hear that was uh august last year 2020 god reminded me to change the bid asking price for the church sorry august 2019 when, when we were buying the church we bidded the exact price i preached one wednesday night on my way home the holy spirit said go and change the bid the bid price are you with me the bid price i went home went to the computer i changed the bid price listen listen if i had not changed it we would have lost the bid for the church an investor bidded five thousand more than i had bidded the first time god told me increase the bid to ten thousand by ten thousand because god told me to increase the bid by ten thousand we are here today oh that's something to give god some praise for Woo! how do you remember you log it down you write it down and you said because God was faithful to me back then he will be faithful today because God is the same yesterday today and forever since that will keep you wrong <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus hallelujah when I think about the Lord and what he's done for me when I think about the Lord and how he set me free I can dance dance the first thing you need to do is remember remember how far God took you from Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, 
imitatorsofgodministries.com or call the church, 850-408-8496. 